Okay, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Besties Podcast. I'm Dom. And I am Cal. And this week we are going to be talking about in this economy. What the fuck are you guys doing in this economy? Because you guys are wilding out. In this economy? In this economy? Every time I see somebody doing something like extremely extravagant, that is what I say in my head. In this economy? What do you mean? And like, honest, honestly, like in our last uh, podcast, you had mentioned that when we were talking about influencers. And tell me what you think is extravagant. I think that that is really important in starting this. When I think of like extravagant, so what we were talking about last week in the podcast episode, we were talking about how like people are getting sick of the Kardashians because they are just like flashing their wealth and it's not attainable to a lot of us and we are sick of seeing it. Um, So when I think of extravagant, well, I don't know because right now we're in a recession. So extravagant to some is not like it's just not the same. Like, even basic things to some people seem very extravagant right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. And, yeah. And, like, you're talking about, like, the million outfits in the closet, the million cars. Or even, like, to me, it's just the type of car where people are, like, so obsessed with how their vehicle looks. That drives me crazy. Yes. And why do you need multiple cars? I've seen like two influencers that I follow this week that have like gotten brand new cars. Like one of them got a Bronco and another one got like a new Toyota SUV. I don't know which one, but I was like, fuck, in this economy, Tell you like, right, how I bet. doing it? Dude. Damn. And like, honestly, if you can, if you got it, like flaunt it, right? Like I know people who are really, do you have those vehicles? And I think it's just because they love the vehicle and they'll stay with the vehicle and that could be for like whatever but I just really feel like people buy things nowadays for clout yes 100% okay so I have been noticing though that like I have I think my train of thought with that was like I've been buying myself more intentional clothing I used to like buy pieces and then never wear it again after wearing it like once or twice, but it was like really cheap clothing. Like it was like, we're talking like Sheen, Walmart, things like that. And now that I have the facilities and like the money to buy things, I have been buying nicer things. And I'm not even talking about like, I'm actually buying designer shit. Like I can afford to go to Target. I have some like Abercrombie jeans. Them bitches are like so nice. They're so nice. I I got bum bum cream. I got Dude, that, bitch, that shit is so <laughs> But to good. me, that's like, I'm telling you, and really though, I've been feeling lately that spending money on certain things makes me, do- it does make me feel better. It makes me feel like more well taken care of. But to an extent, like I just got a new vehicle. But you know what I upgraded from? I upgraded from a vehicle that had roll up fucking windows, no auto lock and no <laughs> air conditioning. And I just got like a 2018 little grandma Ford Escape. And I think it's just like one of the nicest cars I've ever had. And I've had nice cars in the past. But I'm saying like I am definitely someone who's always thought I could live beyond my means. And I'm not anymore. Mm -hmm. And just to see like these people, I'm like, aren't you scared of credit card debt? Bitch, I'm terrified. Aren't you scared? I'm drowning in it. And I'm not saying from I, recently, like ugh. from all these purchases, I guess I'm talking about, but like <laughs> in the past when I was living beyond my means, like I was drowning it and I'm paying it off. Right. But I've been paying it off for years and years and years. But like, it, it, yeah, it like I would say like maybe like this is all from like five years ago where I'm still paying it off where I had to cut myself off. But like it's because I'm seeing these people buy all these things even around me. Yeah, like you're influenced to buy all of these things and you think that you need it and you don't, Mm -hmm. but it adds up so fucking Mm -hmm. fast. Mm -hmm. Well, even like just let's get beyond that. 
is like the common necessities that you need to buy, like eating out versus Mm -hmm. groceries. Groceries, which right now I honestly feel like it's like the same price. So how are you choosing to like, like I was just at my friend's house and she has three boys and she's married. And she was like, I just spent $500 on groceries last week. Me and Kevin always say this because his mom gets uh, gives us so much shit sometimes about how much we order takeout. Um, and it's literally the same price, I feel like, especially in our household because the kids don't eat the stuff that we eat. A lot of times, me and Kevin don't like the same things either. So when you're having to make multiple meals a night too, it usually like will come up to be the same price if I'm being honest, especially if you're going somewhere local that has like a deal that day. Not even worth going to the grocery store. And I hate going to the grocery store. Yeah, like honestly, when I was a really avid grocery store goer, I would do pickup. I would always do pickup because then I could I could pick and choose what was in my cart and I could budget a lot better. Like, okay, maybe I don't need this, you know? Yes. But when I'm when I'm at the store, I'm like in the cart, Mm-mm. in the cart. And the five dollars yes. in the cart. Even though I said when that 15 we go to the times. store together. Yeah. When we go to the store together, it's bad. It's bad. Because we're like, oh, this is only five bucks. Let's throw it in the cart. And like to just piggyback. to preface like all of this, Dom and I live, yeah, we, okay, hang on. We live very different lives. So Dom is married with two children, lives on her own with her husband, who is very good with his money, I will say. Um, they have their own house and then their mother-in-law lives with them. Like they live on, she lives there on their dime. So she is there. Yeah. Cause Comparable to me, I live on my mama's dime. I live with my mama. my mama's dime. Yeah, I mean, Kevin's mom still buys a lot of her stuff, but like when she she's not staying here right now while that upstairs gets renovated, but like when she does stay here, like I make dinner every night when we have a kitchen. So like I'm paying for the groceries and yeah, like the mortgage and stuff like that. But um, it's an experience. And it's just expensive. Like living is just so expensive right now. And to piggyback off of the grocery store thing, I also don't know how you bitches are going for coffee every single day. Get a fucking espresso. Right. Like you're spending seven to eight dollars on a latte every day. That is nuts to me. And and so like that's another thing too, is is like we I don't go get coffee. Like I used to get coffee. I will say in Alaska, oh, that shit was prime. In Alaska, they have little baby coffee huts everywhere. And um they were all like pretty local. I none I mean there was like one Starbucks in the town, I think. And you would just go to these coffee huts and they would have like a million different drinks. Shit you've never heard from fucking Starbucks. So it was worth it. It was, like, so worth it. It was so fucking good. You can get what was called, like, kickers. Like, they had these little flavors. But I'm going to tell you what. I would have thrived without those. Thrived. (laughs) (laughs) And that's another thing I want to talk about, too, is DoorDash. If I had a year to end on DoorDash where they're like, this is how much money you spent on DoorDash, like, year to end. (laughs) 13 reason. R I fucking P. Like, <laughs> you know, they have apps for that, right? That will like track where your money's going. I would rather fucking die than do that. <laughs> Honestly, I have been doing better with DoorDash. I have been doing better with DoorDash, and I do a lot of impulsive buying, like little things on Amazon. And you know that I do that. But um, I feel like it is because I don't have a I didn't have a wardrobe when I moved in here so it's not as bad as it used to be but with being able to like facilitate that for myself I feel like it's not so bad like I'm not no I'm not touching credit cards like I'm not touching savings I'm not you know I was able to buy a new car on my own it, it, you know like a lot of it is within my means and I guess I'm my like I'm alluding to the fact, like, how are people doing this and living within their means? Because I know you guys do pick up. You guys don't do, like, DoorDash, but. Yeah, I, no. Just because when you order food on DoorDash, first of all, it's more expensive than what it would be 
right off the get. Like whatever you're getting off the menu has like a surcharge on it. Plus you have to pay a service fee, plus a delivery fee, plus a tip. Like I will just go get it myself. There is no way. Literally. And like at this point too, um, I, uh, at this point too, it's just like, I was realizing when you and I go into Target, when we were together in college, our first stop would be like, let's get some fucking Starbies and walk around. Yes. <laughs> we don't touch Starbucks like barely when we go in, unless we're with your children and they want a cake pop. That's it. I literally was just going to say, I feel like the only times I will go to Starbucks when I'm at Target is if my kids want a cake pop or if I have a <laughs> Starbucks gift card. But like, I will just go in there just mm -hmm. to get them a cake pop. Like, I will go without the coffee because we have coffee at home. And that's the most mom thing that you will ever hear me say. <laughs> I like, I I just, I, I'm not like hitting on anybody who likes Starbucks because I fuck with like a pumpkin spice latte, but... Like that shit comes out to eight dollars, like eight dollars, because I want a big really ass coffee. That, it's not that good though, either. No, I've, I'm realizing this now, and I feel like a lot of the stuff that you do is because it's shit that we would do in our early twenties, and then now that you're getting older, you realize like you really don't need that. Like no. I drink, I drink coffee from Costco. My sweet Italian creamer. And then I get like DoorDash once a month with my mama. There we go. I just get. I, I do like eat a out though. Box. I do eat out. I do too. We do too. I mean, I just don't want to pay to get it delivered. Like I will just go pick it up. Okay. So the next topic, topic about what you guys are doing in this economy is having so many kids i don't understand how you guys are doing it and this is coming from someone who has two kids so i don't want anyone to be like eh, it's childish childless people coming after us like no i'm i'm a mother yeah you are you do have two children um that is a fact i have zero and honestly like when i talk about it or i have like aspirations about having children it's usually just one child I don't ever see myself being okay with having more than one child or like being financially okay. Yeah. So the thing about kids is like they don't necessarily have to be expensive. Okay. Like you don't have to get the nicest crib. You don't have to get a $1,500 stroller. Like you can get nice things at a decent price or get them like used on Facebook Marketplace. But the thing like right now that I don't think people are really taking into consideration is like long term, right? So I feel like what we do now in the economy, the way that it is, it's really going to set up our future. Like we really all could fuck ourselves over. So if you are just continuing to have a ton of kids right now, are you going to be able to put them in sports or activities or are you going to be able to take your kids on vacation and give them those Cars. things that their friends might be doing um and i feel like people don't think about that when they have kids because their kids are going to remember that right i 100% do i 100% think about that because i know if i have a child i am going to spoil them and it's going to be hard for me and like i yes. see my cousin now um, who I'm very, I'm so close with her and her children. And I talk about them quite often. Hey, Heather, love you. But I look at her as, you know, she's married with her husband too. They're dual income and they have two teenagers. And one teenager has a car. And then one teenager is like, she's 14 years old now. So she's going to be getting a car soon. And, you know, her and I were having that talk. Like, what is the next steps into getting that? I mean, that's two whole fucking cars. Could you imagine that? And then one is going into college. Yes. And like that's, that's just nuts. so much. That's so, I mean, that's just, I mean, we're talking like thousands and thousands of dollars, let alone like clothing them. Because honestly, like, and this is so shallow for me to say, and I feel like I said some shallow shit in the last episode, so I'm sorry, but it's just real. Like, you don't want your kid to go to school um, 
I mean, and if they have to, that's fine. And that's absolutely fine. Like you make it work, you live, you survive. But I want to be able to provide my child with things that are stylish, I guess, in high school or middle school, things like that, where they can wear clothes that are, you know, they can explore themselves and their styles and things like that. And I feel like that's really important. And it like scares me having to buy for them. And, you know, like I have my 14 year old little sister and she is literally just the best thing on earth. She's an absolute angel. She will, now that she's older, will send me like a list of things. And she's like, sis, you don't have to get me all of this, but this is like a, here are the options. And I just buy, I buy that little girl everything that she wants. I love that. I well, because yes. I just want her to feel good. Yeah, well, and I feel like that's completely valid too and not really shallow because like for me, I feel like in school, like I started working before I was 16, I feel like. And when I started working, it was to do things with my friends. It was to buy like the trendy clothes because my mom had three girls and my dad also has three kids. So it's not like we had all of this extra money to be getting the best of the best things. But like all of my friends, I feel like they weren't like necessarily rich, but we definitely were not in the same tax bracket. <laughs> and um, yeah, I had to pay for those things myself. And I don't want my kids to have to do that. And I also like the first spring break trip that I went on was my senior year and I paid for it. And I went with Courtney and her parents um, and they paid for a lot of it also. Um, but I want my kids to have those experiences with me. Like I know my mom would have loved to be able to afford to take all of us girls on spring break trips every year when all of our friends were going. And that's not something that we were able to do. So I, that's like really important to me that I'm able to give my kids experiences and give them the things that they want without struggling. Right. I know for okay. a fact that if we had like more kids, like if we had four kids, it would probably be a struggle. So I'm gonna keep it with the two. Yeah. And honestly, like I come through this like as a spoiled child, like, and I feel like I'm coming from my experience. Like my parents were able to like clothe me. My mom let me do whatever the hell I wanted with my style as long as it was, as long as it was within my means. And, um, my dad and my stepmom definitely could get my little sister, you know, the clothing that she wants and stuff like that. But they are very good with their money and they're not like crazy spenders, right? So um, she is definitely, I would say, living around the same life that I did. They just, they did provide me with, uh, I don't, I want to say middle class and I'm not saying lower middle class or upper middle class. Like, we were solid middle class. So, like, we did go on vacations, me and my mother. Um, we did do a senior trip, me and my mom. My dad was, like, able to, you know, he lived in different states. So, he was able, me, him and my stepmom were able to fly me down there. And I could stay there for, you know, as long as I want. They clothed, fed me. I, like, would ask for something for Christmas and my stepmom would be like, done, you're getting it, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like I was provided all of that, so I want to be able to provide that to my kid. Like, I want my kid to be able to live a life where they're able to be provided these things. And it doesn't mean, like, just material things, but, like, be able to have experiences where, you know, we're not – maybe they want to make a podcast one day and they're not talking about – remember when we were broke and we just ate PB&Js for years and years, which is fine. I mean, if people have had to do that, that's fine. But I want to set up my kid financially where we can have, like, intentional family trips. We can have intentional family meals, go out to eat, you know, have those memories at the museums or go to the movies. Remember we went to the movies every Friday night? Like, that would be such cool memories that I was given, you know, and I want to be able to provide that. I just don't ideally see having to do that with anything more than one child. Yeah, well, and another big thing too, like, and this is like, it might be controversial, but like I had to work 
to have extra money to do stuff with my friends. And I really like in high school, I do not want my kids to have to work either. Like I want them to just be able to worry about school, worry about whatever sports they're in and hanging out with their friends and being a kid. And then maybe if they have to get a job in college, if they decide to go to college, then that may be the time. But like, that's also something that I don't want my kids to have to do. It does scare me too, though. Like I do, I do say all of this while like my mother still financially helps me at like 30 years. Well, I'm 29 at 29 years old. My dad helps me. Like I, I know I understand I had a pretty rough 2022 where I was, you know, coming from a dual income home where I was majorly supported there. So I really didn't need to have enough money to support myself on my own, which I should have set myself up for that. I get it. We were moving around so much because my ex was in the military. I had like no other option. Um, But even so through that, like my mom still helped me financially. And I love that my mom did that for me. And I want to be able to do that as well because I hope my kid kids one day live in a world where they're not listening to shit like this where like how are you guys living extravagantly in this economy (laughs) like I hope that they can I hope that they have aspirations to get like a house and to have multiple children and know that they're going to get a good job and get paid well and not in the position where I feel like you and I are at where it's like I don't know if I can do that. I don't, I want it, but how do I get there? You know? And, and it's like, I, I put in all this hard work at work and I don't seem to be ever feeling like I'm getting paid enough. The idea of me trying to live on my own sees, seems almost unattainable. Yes. No, but I don't understand how people are. Well, okay, so I will say my, my really good friend Sierra is, I mean, she just got a whole ass house. Yeah, I mean, I like guess. she definitely had to get that together. Like she had to get her money together. And just like you guys, you guys just moved into a new house and you had to get your money together. But I have no togetherness. Like the math ain't mathin' if I'm trying to get shit together. The math ain't mathin'. Yeah. So my mom has lived with my sister, helping her take care of her daughter for like the last four years and she called me the other week and she was like I have something to tell you I think I'm ready to get my own place and then like a couple weeks later I was talking to her about it and she was like yeah I don't think that's gonna happen because I did not realize how expensive apartments were (laughs) these days and I was like yeah mom you have to like plan more for that especially right now so maybe you should just stay put where you are yeah like it literally I mean (laughs) I just don't foresee myself living alone. I mean, like, I do see it. I do see it. It's in the far future, though. I And the thing is, is I say in the far future because I'm going to have to get a promotion or make more money. It's not like yeah. I need to save up, pay off some debt, do this, and then I'll be good to go. Like, no. It, I, I did. I crunched the numbers. I crunched them. And ideally, if I had everything paid off... And I was only paying like certain, like a car loan and then no other debt, including student debt too. Um, I still couldn't live on my own in a nice place in a nice area. Yeah. It's like just too much. It, it, I mean, it, it truly is like, it, it really is like my budgets usually is very low and I just don't think that I, I could honestly do it. And uh, like, who wants to live alone anyways? Um, yeah, and I really feel like I'm just like a poor girl, like living the dreams of what my parents provided me when I was a kid. <laughs> Stop. I literally, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's not like they didn't set me up to realize, like, not to live beyond my means or whatever. Like, they were great parents in that sense. And my mom still is. But I definitely have, like, some type of gene where I feel like I deserve to live, like, a a minimal bougie lifestyle and I should be able to do all these things at my age but I can't yeah but I think that you would be fine if you hadn't just come out of that six-year relationship where you were paying for so much and then you just had like basically got stranded like you had to uproot your entire life with not even all your shit back to Michigan so then you're like trying to rebuild your life back up right now you know what I mean 
Yeah, that is true. I mean, I, I guess everyone has a different situation, but I feel Don't like so now that <laughs> and I feel like now that I'm financially free of all of that, um, I still feel like I need to be making more money, more money, more money to feel like I can do something and have purpose with my life. And it's just like this, like, do I want to be a part of this hustle culture or do I want to just live slowly? You don't want to be a part of the hustle culture. <laughs> but I have to be in order to pay my fucking bills. Do you, though? I don't know. I feel like I do. I'm a, a, a big part of me is part of the hustle culture, but I'm learning that being a hard worker and being good at my job is not a characteristic of a person. It's not a personality no. trait. It is something that you are able to do and it shows that you, yes, are hardworking and you can focus on things and you're loyal to your bills yes and i feel Which like we all okay, have like, to we all have to be yeah we all have to pay our bills but when you die no one's gonna go to your funeral and be like she was such a good worker <laughs> no yes and that's what i'm saying like i'm really yeah like literally okay so i saw this thing on tiktok and it was like this guy um said like no employer ever actually has like cares about you and God, this got to my bones. This guy did not show up to work and they didn't even think twice about it. They're like, how dare, let's say his name is Mike. How dare Mike didn't come into fucking work? Are you fucking kidding me? And they were starting the paperwork to fire him Shut because up. they had called him, I think once or twice and he didn't answer in the morning. Didn't even call his emergency contacts. They said, and uh, the guy who had posted this story was like, I was the one who stepped in and was like, let's call his emergency contacts and see what, you know, see if he's okay. Like there, there might, something might've happened and we don't know. So they called the emergency contacts and he died. No fucking they way. They literally almost fired, they almost fired this man and he fucking died. They had no Shut concern up. over what oh, actually was happening. No. I'm telling you, like... This is why boomers fucking hate us because they are all hustle culture and they ruined our fucking economy and they've like for some reason think that we need to be like them and we're not and we're not because we can't be like we the mental capacity of that like just even trying to unpack the fact that they wanted to fire a fucking dead guy is insane Dude, to me. Could you imagine like going back to your work like job? And being like, how are they living with themselves? I guess is the question that I have. I, yeah, like that situation had only come up to me once before. And I was working in like a corporate job. I was at a bank and everyone at the bank, like we were just, we were just very scared that this person was late and it wasn't usually late. And we were all so very scared that something had happened. And so we called like emergency contacts right away. And that was like a good culture that I was working in there. So I, I'm proud to say like I've never experienced it, but I I feel like it's like a nostalgic fever dream feeling. Like I feel like I've worked in so many jobs where they require so much out of you where you need to come in to work while you're fucking dead. Ugh. Like they probably signed up those papers. They probably said, bitch, here's those papers you fired at the fucking funeral. Jesus. Let's talk about um not paying your not paying your friends back on fucking Venmo though. Oh my god. Okay, so the reason why I put this on the list is because I just saw this TikTok last week and it was this guy talking about how he went with like it was like a birthday brunch with like him and eight friends and some of the people like weren't necessarily his friends because it was his friend's brunch, but he put it all on his credit card. And like, there were multiple people that did not pay him back. And he was like, I don't feel like chasing people for this money, but it's really fucking shitty that this is the situation. Like, I was kind enough to put it all on my card and nobody is paying me back. And it was like $900, I want to say. Why do you think that it's okay to, like, pay for everyone's 
everyone's meal number one. Like that to me is like a 90s mom or dad feel. Okay, no, but like they were able to do so, that back then. No, it depends on what state they're in because the first time I went to California, I think I was like 22, 23, and none of the restaurants yeah, will young. split your bill there. So like if you are with a group of four or five people and you're getting food and you're getting drinks, it all has to go on one bill <laughs> and then you have to Venmo. Like you have to Venmo each other because they will not split That's it. That's the dumbest shit. So like that is the dumbest shit. Yes. I even feel like in Paris it was like that sometimes. Like some places wouldn't ask if we want it split. They would put it all on one. Okay, I'm sorry though. Like if you're going to fucking France and I'm in a, like a European country, I'm not expecting much. Like I But like within the states, like it's all like kind of a culture feel and like I get it. I get it, like, the gratuity that's added on, things like that. But I, the shame that I feel when someone pays for my shit is real. Yeah, I'm like, okay, let me know how much I owe you. And I will, like, Venmo them immediately. I will, like, literally, I, I, I will map out how much my meal, meal is uh, before the, the, the fucking shit comes out before that receipt hits the table and i'll be like my meal yes. was 15 dollars. the taxes on that's gonna be this and then i'll give you the tip for what my meal would be yes you're like really annoying about that like i will even just go get you wendy's and you'll like immediately pay me and i'm like you were fine <laughs> but thanks <laughs> well like and honestly though i just i i feel like a lot of that could be like some type of like <laughs> complex PTSD where I was with my ex and he would very much pay for a lot of things, which I really did appreciate. But I felt in some way that I was guilty. He made me feel kind of guilty for it, for for not making like, more money or not paying that back. A little bit. Yeah. Like, Sometimes I would forget to say thank you for dinner and he would like get upset. And so now every single time someone buys me dinner, I try to make sure that I, I say thank you because, you know, we're like all living and learning. And I mean, he did have a point. I should be saying thank you. But no, you know, and, like you and me who very much love each other. Well, I you know you and me like who very much love each other. We like sometimes I won't say thank you for dinner because I know I got the next one. You know, like, it's just, like, a normal thought. But for some reason, I'm always, like, feel so guilty now when people buy shit for me because. Too. Yeah, I really agree. I mean, but Which I don't have a partner. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're the only person that's closest to a partner for me. <laughs> I love that for us. It's so it i was about to say that's so sad but you love it for us so that's enough no for it's me, not it's baby. not sad it's beautiful <laughs> it's beautiful so the gist of the fucking story is pay your friends back on venmo you pieces of shit <laughs> because not in this economy no, is literally no, that's not okay. And then, like, let's say that you, like, forget your wallet or something somewhere and someone's paying for you. That should be even more shame. Like, you should be so embarrassed. Like, pay your friends back. Yes. Or, like, or what I appreciate is the friends who, like, will invite out or whatever and they'll be like, yeah, I don't I don't really have the money or whatever. Like, you know, that that is so respectful to me. That's so respectful to me yes. because I feel like there's so many friends who go out there and they'll go out and they can't afford their food or whatever. And they just like assume that you're paying for them or whatever it is. And I fucking hate that bullshit. Just ask me and I'll pay for it. Yes. And you want to know what is so annoying? I feel like the people that you have to repeatedly keep on asking to send you money on Venmo, it's always people that fucking make more money than you too. Really? Yeah. At least in my experience, I do feel like that is pretty accurate. <laughs> I'm wondering, too, if it's like that because um, that's why they're saving all this money. Like, I did recently talk to my cousin. Okay, so I'm very much in my cousin's lives, guys. So I go to their soccer games, things like that. I'm friends with the soccer moms. And the soccer moms were talking about this guy who was super rich. Like, just they don't work. And they're in their 40s. They're just so rich because he started investing in properties when he was 18 years old. 
So he right off the get knew the secret to the secret to becoming wealthy. And we all know that that is a secret to becoming wealthy, wealthy, where you're investing in properties and then renting them out, which we can talk about that in a second. But he started that so young, so he was able to not have to work. And they're really nice people. But she was talking about how they don't live extravagantly. They have a really nice house and really nice things in their house, but they don't really post on socials. They're not buying Gucci, Chanel brand things. And their kids are all heavily in sports. Um, and he was. she said, I asked him to you know, give me some tips. And he said, I'm going to tell you right now, do you do DoorDash? Where are you buying your clothes? Um, are you doing this? Are you doing that? And he said, every little thing adds up. He said, I never have ever done DoorDash. I haven't even done deliver delivery with restaurants. She says uh -huh. that they dress like very basic. Yeah. Do and she said that she what, thought though? that they were middle class. It's always like really wealthy people, though. Like the really wealthy people are quiet. Like they're not flashing their wealth and it's always like the people that are constantly trying to climb to the top they're going to be trying to make you think that they are very wealthy and they're usually not well and then it's almost like the human like experience of wanting possession like you want your possessions over people and things like that but like if i'm seeing a high ass number in my bank account i don't want that shit to go down yes like you want to just keep it there and i want it to grow yeah. Like yes. once I see that, I'm like, ooh, that looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if it's almost like that, like, you know, and, and I know you say like the groceries versus the DoorDash, like groceries could be the same amount because groceries have been so expensive with this fucking inflation. But to be honest with you, like I see a huge fucking difference, a huge difference. Like I did not need to pay $30 for a goddamn meal versus you know my groceries and that's another thing where i'm like i could have literally eaten this at home you first know? and foremost you and your mom eat like fucking birds so i don't want to hear it when it comes to the groceries because i I'm look at your fridge my, and it's my last grocery like rabbit food <laughs> my last grocery trip i got frozen pizzas i got soft pretzels i got a bunch of snacks a bunch of sweets and Ooh, girl i'm coming over here's our vienna sausages <laughs> are you kidding I got me some diet cokes no girl no, like my my fingers get so bloated when i'm eating all of that bad oh, food and i thought and you were saying like that. that you bought vienna sausages and i was like very appalled for a hey, second i don't i don't i don't hit on a vienna sausage girl like you got to remember that i'm polynesian girl bye get that shit all nice and crispy oh get that shit nice and crispy get some rice hell yeah <laughs> hell no dippy eggs yes my grandma mm -hmm. used to make that shit for me <laughs> Slice the spam, get it nice and crispy. Yes. I've never had spam. It's Vienna sausages. It literally is Vienna sausages. Shut up. Well, it looks like I will never be having spam. I mean, it's better. I mean, it's okay. better. Like, Vienna sausages are a little bit, like, mushier, but it's, like, the same gross. flavor. <laughs> gross, gross, gross. <laughs> I'm, like, dry heating. I hope my dad is listening to this. I hope my dad is listening to this, like, cracking up because the shit that we eat is, like, to people who live on, we call, they call it the mainland, is so different than how Hawaiians eat. It's, it's crazy. Or Samoans. Like, we're Samoans. So, anyways, I eat everything with fucking rice and that's why uh, we eat, like, birds. <laughs> anyways, um, I love rice, though. <laughs> rice do be good and it's cheap yes it's so cheap okay next up on the list is haul videos which i'm fucking sick of seeing them i'm gonna be honest mm. you guys look like fucking clowns i did i i hate you i did just do and i'm gonna continue to do my non-influence uh amazon hauls okay no listen i'm not talking about like on tiktok I'm not talking about a affordable items on Amazon or 
clothes you got your kids from Walmart, like old Navy halls, like whatever. Stuff like that is fine, but I do not want to see people's like $900 haul from free people or Urban Outfitters. Like, no. I'm on a different side <laughs> of TikTok because TikTok knows I'm fucking poor because I see Amazon hauls. I see like when people find like a really good piece and they're like, there's no way that this is going to work out. And they try it on and they're like, oh my God. And it's usually like pretty affordable. But I have popped on some shit where it's, you know, they are wearing those big things or like influencers who are only like, oh, what do I want to say? They're only the brand is like anthropology or like yes. crazy like decoration shit. And I'm like, I don't have, I don't have the money to buy anthropology shit. I understand you have it because someone is paying you to fucking do that. Yes. But okay. Like, let's be fucking real. Okay. Listen, I just saw a video from this girl yesterday and she has like a personal account on TikTok and then she has a house account and she posted this video yesterday talking about how she was like, Everything on this account is stuff that I have paid for with my own money. So when I recommend it, I'm recommending Ooh. it to you because it's something that I use all the time and it's something that I love. And she was just doing a deep dive into mm. how she thinks it's bullshit, how these influencers will get furniture brand deals or, yeah, basically like big expensive furniture brand deals. And she was like, they have to make the video for this brand but then every single time they're doing a video or a picture of their house with this item, it's just a big fucking ad. Like, it's a non-stop ad because their house isn't handcrafted, curated from stuff that they're picking out. It's stuff that's getting sent to them. So, like, and this is where it comes into play where I say, like, the inauthenticity with a lot of influencers right now, it's not, like, that's the shit that I don't want to see. Like, I want to see people doing hauls of stuff that they actually love, not stuff that they're getting sent to them, and they have to make a video about it. And that's why I remember we had that conversation, and I was like, I should have an Amazon storefront, and this is me, like, coming into, I mean, it would be cool to be an influencer, I'm not going to lie, but it... I didn't even know what an Amazon storefront. And you said, yeah, you should. But how many followers do you have? Do you have this? Do you have that? And I'm like, what? And I'm just thinking to myself, how shitty is it that these people are getting commissioned from Amazon to buy these things off of Amazon and whatever it may be? And I'm like, I just wanted to like provide affordable things that I liked to the fucking people. Like, this is yeah. crazy. Like, I got approved for an Amazon storefront and personally in this economy it feels of extremely you fucking icky. Did. <laughs> it feels like kind of gross to me having all of these lists of things to go like have people go and buy out of my storefront so I can get a commission out of like I don't feel like now is the time to be encouraging people to just over consume Oh my God, the overconsumption is just disgusting, isn't it? It is insane. Like, it's so bad. Like, I understand I did just talk about my impulsive buying and like, mainly it's because I feel like I need an outfit for everything new that I do, but I really try to refrain from doing that. But like, what I'm providing on my Amazon hauls are... Like things that are no more than like $45 and I'm talking, it's like an actual piece. Like it's like a sweater dress or it's, you know, like expensive, like kind of teeth whitener that really worked for me. And I'm not, I'm not like my review on it is completely honest because no one's paying me and I'm not trying to get commission off of it. Now, the minute that I see, oh, everything is linked in my bio. Uh-uh. Nope. Nada. Yeah, no. I'm I like, not going to get I, it. I'm going to be really honest. I don't ever click in anyone's fucking bio to buy shit. Like, I will just go search on Amazon and find it I, myself. I'm not trying to be mean, but I, I don't do it ever. <laughs> well, I have done it before, and I don't think I've ever, like, bought things. But a lot of the, the things that I follow or see on my TikTok or my socials, like Instagram even, is, you know, like, if there's the algorithm puts me in plus-size girl shit because... 
like your girl is thick, you know, if you've never seen me. And so it's hard for us to go out there and find pieces that are cute and fit your body type well and have the size that you can wear. And I feel like outlandish saying that outlandish saying that because I'm really not that big to where I need to like find things that fit with me better. It's just crazy. But um I like seeing that and then I'll click on the link because I'm like, ooh, that's cute. That would look good on my body type. But now that I know that they're making commission off of it, fuck out of here. No, fuck out of here. Like, this is where the whole influencer thing in this economy kind of comes into play because I feel like there are some authentic influencers, but I feel like they're is a big it's hard for me to distinguish like are you building this community of people online because you care about your followers you care about this community or are you just trying to build this community so you can get people to spend money so therefore you're getting commission off of all of the money that your followers are spending and it just is starting to feel like very gross to me in a way yeah yeah i under i get it like honestly like if if anything, I would love to be like an influencer and it'd be like a pathway into me being like a comedian. Like, I feel like there needs to be an ultimate goal with being an influencer. Like, if you're just an influencer because you are, that's like a Kim K vibe for me. I'm sorry. It's like talent. Yeah, like, no talent. I feel like, but like do I you mean, have a purpose for what you're doing like I feel like you have to have a purpose for what you're doing and the and the products that you're trying to advertise you know what I mean like yeah I don't I don't know there's like I mean I have seen stuff line. on my for you page where where people are getting paid through like TikTok and then they refuse the the brand deals yes because they're just there for the community, yeah. Like, they're just well, yeah. there to, like, share their story or be funny and, and things like that. Because there are there are influencers out there where I'm like, I haven't seen a fucking single brand deal that you've ever done. You just became viral, famous now because you're fucking funny. And I yes. love that for these people. I love it. Me too. Those are, like, my favorite kind of influencers. And, like, obviously, brands are going to reach out to these people and try to get them to advertise these products. But I really just love the people that are like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't really love this. And I'm not going to post anything on my page that I don't love. Yeah. I mean, I did do a brand thing with you. And it was fun. Oh, yeah. I still – I haven't even made that video. So <laughs> – I would love to see that video. Everyone follow Dominique on TikTok. Her TikToks are funny and you're posting like funny content and I'm not like sitting there watching you try clothes on or look at your house from a different angle for the 15th time. So that would be a wonderful. I always get the fucking house shit, dude. I get so many people's houses and I'm like, no, I just want to watch someone clean, clean another fucking rug, please. Do you want to know what? I get a lot of house stuff too. And I think it's just because I'm like doing a house renovation right now. And that is another thing that I wanted to talk about too is like, I even feel icky posting stuff about my like home renovation right now because we're doing like this big remodel. Yeah. And it like feels kind of icky posting it because in this economy, I feel like it's kind of crazy that we're doing this right now. You know what I mean? And I know that it's not attainable for some people. And the fact that we're doing it, like we kind of just got lucky in the situation that we're in. So I, first of all, don't want anyone to think that we are like these wealthy people. Um, but yeah, like I don't even, I don't even feel comfortable posting like day-to-day -day stuff about that because it feels gross. I mean, you do post about it and then you're like saying things um, about like, this is the biggest bedroom I've ever had or this and this and this and this, you know, like you, you are pretty, I guess you are pretty good about it. Um, and I mean, it, it wouldn't even be bad just to kind of talk about your situation and how you guys got there. I think, you know, explaining that when the market was the way that it was, you know, you sold your house and you guys were able to profit off of that. And you were able to like use that money to invest towards a new house, new remodel. And then, you know, at that point you guys were able to pull out this loan or whatever. I mean, you don't have to get into specifics, but 
there are ways to do this and to live this way. Um, because I was with my ex at the time and he made decent money and he was able to support us and a little bit of a better lifestyle as to what I would be able to give myself. And we had a really nice home in Colorado. Um, and it did take a while for us to like have a nice house. Like everyone starts somewhere and then they get there. So, I mean, we, I, I'm not going to sit there and talk about how we got to where we were at, but, um, like there's always a journey to it. And I feel like I, when I see people who post things like that, I always do think like, how did you get there? Like, I don't think like, ew, I think, how did you get there? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think like in these times, I think people just need to remember, like, we're all not in the same situation. Some people have like different opportunities than you or it's not necessarily that people have more money than you but just that is just what the situation came out to be so and I feel like it's so hard to get jealous of other people on social media um so I don't know I don't know where I was going with that but like uh there's more to every story one than thing just I like, did one thing I did want to bring up though is, is like I have been thinking about this and we were talking about trips. Like my one of my like really, really, really good friends is getting married this year. So happy um, and excited. And she had invited her friends and I was included obviously in a group chat. And she had even started that off with like, hey, this is gonna be a pricey thing. And we're going to uh we're going to to do something that is, you know, like it's going to be pricey. It's Disney, which I think it's going to be really fun. I've actually never been to Disney myself. And I had actually reached out to her knowing that this was going to be a pricey thing. Um, and I would say everyone in the group chat is, except for me, <laughs> everyone in the group chat is, I, I would say pretty good middle class. Like they make, they're, they're doing really well uh, for our age. They're all really good with their money in that friend group. Um, and they're all, you know, they've got their houses, they're starting their families and they're settling. So they're doing good. But um, I guess my point is, I, I really don't know where they're at financially. I, I say these things and you see these things, but you don't know. So, but anyways, my point of the story is, is I text her and I'm like, hey, you're going to have to tell me what to buy because I'm going to have to budget. And yeah. like this, she's so sweet. And she's like, absolutely. You know, and I love that as a friend where, you know, like, hey this is gonna be expensive but let me tell you like it you know i'll tell you what we're going to be doing and then she mapped it all out and it right. was just so can, an like, absolutely like wonderful conversation when i was scared yes yes and she's letting us know multiple multiple months ahead of time and you know and she's got this big wedding that's even coming up too and it, i just really really do appreciate that like I I really like appreciate the people that do that and um they like recognize I guess my point in relation to that is they recognize that you know like not everyone is in the same situation as you financially yeah you know, this is an opportunity where she's presenting us with a, an expensive thing and she's going to say hey it's expensive like I don't care if you can't go like still love you, still, you know, still have a, a place in my heart for you, but this is going to be expensive and this is where we're going to go. And this is how much it's going to be. These are the days. This is this, this is that. Or like, even when people are like, Hey, I would like you to be a bridesmaid, but these are your responsibilities financially, you know? Yes. I think that we could do like a whole episode two on weddings and bachelor and bachelorette parties. A bitch. I can't. Why? because <laughs> no number I think one you... first wedding i've ever first wedding i've ever been invited to actually be in i was ghosted and then the most what a fucking bitch <laughs> which was yours bitch <laughs> yeah who's that bitch and then the second one was it was fucking it was my friend 
Cassidy. Yeah. Cassidy was the next one that I was in and I was in Alaska. So I didn't do shit. Like I couldn't do shit. And so her responsibility for me was to get to Michigan, pay for my ticket. And then she gave me the option of makeup, hair, and my dress. Like, cause she knew how limited my financial abilities were because I was strapped with a whole ticket, you know? And yeah, you know, obviously was wonderful for her. I even told her, I said, hey, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do hair and makeup. And she was like, oh, no, I got you. Like they were she was wonderful about it. But I've never been a part of a wedding where. You know, oh, I was in Brenna's wedding. I was in Brenna's wedding and I was like, we were so young. That was so long ago. And yeah, so this is only two weddings. And we were all so involved in the process that there was just like no question like where we would have to pay a lot of money. Yeah. I I know you have a different story to tell, though. I know you do. Well, <clears throat> sorry. Let me clear my throat. So when I was planning my bachelorette party, why I had to plan my own bachelorette party is a whole other whole other story. Um, but <laughs> because I was not involved, bitch. Yeah, that is probably why. Um, so when I was planning my bachelorette party, I like reached out to everybody in a group chat and I was like, okay, what is the price that everybody wants to spend on the Airbnb? What is the price? Like everything that I was thinking about doing, I would like send it to the girls and then give them prices. Right. And I feel like this should be a standard for like all bachelorette parties. Like we need to come up mm -hmm. with a budget that works for everybody. We need to give prices mm -hmm. for things before having people commit to going. Because in this economy, baby, if you I'm just sorry. come up with a big bill for me, I I don't know if I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like 1,000% agree. Like, I'm definitely not, not going to go to one of my greatest friend's bachelorette party but i'm gonna make it the i'm gonna make those finances work i'm gonna say you yes. guys want to go to epcot and have 10 drinks i got the money <laughs> oh, yes see and i feel like so the difference between like me and all my friends is i'm the only one out of my friend group that has kids so like i don't and mm -hmm. i don't expect everybody to take that into account when we plan these things but like i'm the only other person that has to like worry about two kids at home and we're doing this big house renovation so it just doesn't make sense to like do a trip like that I feel like um if it's not like cost effective but and we just went to Europe yeah. and all this yeah. stuff this past year um so if you're planning a bachelorette party, really just try to come up with numbers before you start inviting people. I feel like this is crucial because um, just getting told how much something's going to be without confirming that that's how much you want to spend kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I appreciate that text where it was like, Hey, this is going to be expensive. So whoever can't go, you know, like, I don't care. I really did appreciate that. Um, like more all the story is, is like, I appreciate when people like come up and they like recognize that everyone's in a different situation and that these things are expensive and the bride of whatever groom even, they have every right to want to have fun in their uh, wedding and all of their wedding events. And the people who understand that I just think is just so wonderful. Like I personally haven't been at a place in a being in a wedding where um, I didn't feel like I had the freedom to say or, you know, where I was like, wow, I can't afford this, but I have to go. I was always well, like kind yes. of told what my responsibilities would be um, or like the dress was cheaper, or, you know, things like that where you know, my friends were also wonderful during that. So I don't have that. I, I'm sympathetic, but not empathetic to that. Yeah, um, no, but, I've like always had good experiences too. Like if I can't go, then I can't go. If I, you know what I mean? Like no one's ever gotten pissed yeah. at me. Also, I feel like we should talk about and wrap this up um, with the most recent, I mean, it like wasn't that recent, is buying 
like the Harry Styles 30k tickets. Oh, no, and that I is did recent. put in Taylor like Swift that... tickets too. Yes. And it is recent because that girl just posted that video like two days ago. <laughs> Wait, tell me about this video. Okay, so if you if you're listening and you're on TikTok, you probably know who Tara's world is or whatever the fuck. It's this influencer. I she's don't in fucking her, like, know, and I'm on TikTok every day. Really? It's this girl, and she's in her like early twenties. Um, she's very controversial. Like, she's not not the best influencer. I feel like, <laughs> like she is one of those people that I feel like a lot of people hate follow, and that's why she has a lot of followers. But she posted this video the other day, and she was like, "I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this," but I went to a shit ton of Harry. Harry Styles Love on Tour concerts and I just want to add up everything that I spent and I forgot the number of concerts that she went to but she added everything up and it was like 30,900 something dollars Jesus Christ let's, let's unpack that first of all that could cover like almost all of my student loans um that literally that's like my car and my credit card debt and a little bit of loans Yes. Like, girl, what? Like, so, that's so much money. Like, that's great that you are able to have those experiences, that you have the amount of money to do that. But people need to shut the fuck up about <laughs> how much they're spending on these things because it is so tone deaf right now. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I am not currently experiencing what is going on, but I, I love that you know, you are so inclusive to, I guess, just that and to, like, um, like, you and I are, like, very much into not body shaming, which I was listening to our podcast, and I feel so bad for calling Nicole Richie, like, disgustingly thin, because she actually did have an issue, and I feel so fucking bad, and I don't mean that, Nicole Richie. I know you're listening, but I didn't mean it. Um, but When I was to... listening to that <laughs> yesterday, and I heard that, that part, I was like, ugh. <laughs> I cringed so fucking hard. Why did I say that? Like, I, I don't know if I was, just, like, too tired, because I've never, like, come out of, like, women's bodies at all. Like, I never, like, actually judge people. Like, that's just not who I am, and I don't know why I said that, but she did get really, really like, like scary thin to where we were like concerned about her weight. And I think that yes. that is a healthy thing is where you're concerned about a friend's weight or, you know, the entire fucking country didn't need to be worried about it. But um, she actually did have an issue and uh, she's thin still, but she looks good. And I still stand by the fact that I still like women looking thick. Yeah, no, that opinion you know? is totally fine. Okay, back to like that non-cringy thing I did. Why did I bring that up? But I love like how inclusive you are and you are so aware of everything around you. And I don't know if it's just because of like the experiences that you had as a child. And I'm not saying that you were like super poor or anything, but I feel like with me, I'm just so um, oblivious to the world and I'm yeah. really just living life and just fucking surviving as as well as I can and trying my best to be happy. Um, if I were to see that, which I don't see that those things, I would agree with you. But I almost enjoy seeing how much people spend. And I'm like, ew. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, you could have hired Harry yeah, Styles. Yeah, I don't even like, like concerts that song. much. Literally. I, I love them, but I'm like... I don't want to be in the pit. Like I want to be up on the up on the stands these days. Like I'm too fucking old for that shit. I don't want to be rubbing against I'm someone's sweaty you, arms. I'm telling you, like I barely even know what that is, and I've never been in the pit. Like the only concert I've ever been to in my life is a Backstreet Boys concert, and my cousin Heather took me with her and her friends. And Heather is like 20 years older than me. It was a mashup between new kids on the block and Backstreet Boys. And it was amazing. And we were in absolute nosebleed seats and it oh was God. literally the best thing ever. 
It was the it was a birthday present. It was the best birthday present I've ever had, and I've never been to a concert since. And we're gonna. I really don't want to go to one. Stop! I was gonna say we're gonna pop your concert cherry this year. We'll go to one together. I think it's funny that you say that though. That I like try to be inclusive, and in when I say like going back to like my childhood and stuff, it's not that we were poor. Like I honestly was so oblivious to most of it a lot of the time that like it's taken me to grow up and like have my own kids that I realize like yeah we really didn't have a lot of money you know what I mean um so just when I talk about these things like yeah I do keep in mind people that are struggling or not everybody is as fortunate as I am right now in the situation in the situation that I am um I don't know I don't know why I am like that. I guess it is probably yeah, I mean, like, my childhood, but I'm just, but also you did clap back at me the minute I like said some body shaming shit. And <sighs> sometimes I do say shit without a filter and I shouldn't. And I don't know why, like maybe we'll get some hate followers cause I'm such a piece of shit sometimes. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I can like remember is like I literally like my my dad was involved in my life but I still was with my mom she was a single mom like she worked so fucking hard to make sure that we had a wonderful you know household and just like things and I remember as a kid when my mom was like newly single mom she we like the only thing I really feel like I was deprived of is like a lot of birthday presents that I got when I got as I got older or um like a birthday party so she would host oh, the birthday okay. parties at my house and we would have like a fun sleepover but when you're a kid that's a birthday party that's it right there yes you like, know instead of like vibe. renting out a pavilion at the park or and I would talk to my mom about that I'm like why didn't we never do that did I never want that and she said no like we just couldn't afford it at the time and like we never went to Chuck E. Cheese because you'd have to rent it out or things like that. And I, you know me though, I, I didn't have a bad childhood, but I tend to, I've forgotten a lot of things that have happened in my life. And it's definitely something that I think that we will dive into when it comes to trauma in one of yeah, our episodes and just like kind I of explaining why I'm like that yes because I feel like especially if you've experienced like childhood trauma so you forget a lot of your childhood so like there's not a lot up here from like certain years because I've just like, yeah like my out. my childhood trauma really was I didn't really have childhood trauma really that bad like it really didn't amp up until I was in middle school where I was being bullied it wasn't at home life it was school life for me and then um a lot of my trauma that and you know a lot of my trauma that I experienced was very much in my 20s <laughs> I fucking hate being I people say that your 20s is the time to live but it ain't and I stand by that like I'm excited to go into my 30s because I know life is about to just amp up and be a lot better than my fucking 20s Man, everyone says that your 30s are so much better than your 20s. Like, 20s is for, like, learning and growth, and, like, 30s is, that's when you start having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, girls, I don't know about you boys out there, but damn. We struggle. I swear, the older y'all get, the crazier you are. <laughs> Jesus. I can't. I see this is me coming out with some out of pocket shit. I'm not I'm not shaming any men. I have like some very nice friends. Mm -hmm. I do have one. Like I had like I have some really great guy friends and they do listen to this podcast, which I love so much cuz what 30-year-old man is going to want to listen to some girly ass shit and one of them he asked for a shout out. His name is Patrick. But anyways, thank you so much for coming to this episode. I know that this wasn't as fun as the rest, but tell us your ideas your thoughts on this because we want to know comments on our instagram anything that you guys can think of messages us personally we don't care we are out there we're here for it um and also if you guys have any episode ideas that would be wonderful like what do you want to hear um but we love you all right bye guys bye.